Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement set to air following the Amos and Andy show. Ah, uh, sir. Amos and Andy have been up there for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this Canned Air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics. On CannedAirPodcast.com, you can watch movie trailers, check out past episodes, and even buy comics, movies, and video games. I see. And where might one find this CannedAirPodcast.com? Ah, on the internet, sir. Very well, Smithers. Take me to this internet. Well, it's not a place, sir. It's on a computer. Now, why is eh? Smithers, release the hounds! Uh, go to CannedAirPodcast.com. Best website ever! You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And joining us today, we have award-winning journalist and writer, and on top of that, comic book artist, <laughs> Dave Delachase. Thanks for being with us, man. Oh, thanks for having me. I love any chance to, to geek out and, and talk comics. I don't get the opportunity that much anymore. This is great. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm a little intimidated. You you are uh, yeah. a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, you may be the first person to ever actually say that, so I appreciate it. <laughs> I know I Googled you after I emailed you the first time, and I was like, um... <laughs> 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 well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's it's fun just to, to sit around and, and talk comics, let alone to, to have the chance to actually uh, make any. So it's it's really cool. Like I said, just to be here and, and talk about comics is, is really cool for me. Awesome, man. We, uh, we, we have a lot of fun doing yeah. this, and we hope our guests do, too. Um, but we're going to be cutting over with Dave a little bit later to talk about his comic series, Holidays. But before we do that, we're going to be talking, looks like there's news on, or recap, rather, on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 movie, Marvel's Big Secret, they're revealing, well, tomorrow for us. Today's the 19th for us, so by, any, by the time anyone's hearing this, it'll already have happened. They'll listen to be like, I already know. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> also, guys... A Batman-themed casino we'll be talking about a little bit later. What? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, just wait till you hear this. <laughs> but before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right, Jack, tell me about this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 recap. It is scheduled to start shooting in April in New York. I wonder what uh, story arc they're going to take. Some of the characters that didn't make it to the first movie are supposedly going to probably make it into the new movie. Oh, man. Bebop, Rocksteady, and Casey Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, is Krang in that list, guys? Because that was I, I didn't see <laughs> the new one by Michael Bay, and I got to admit that if Krang was in it, I probably would have made an exception and gone and seen it. You know, that's a that's very well said. I never even thought about that, like to see a live-action Krang. I don't know how time. you would do it, but I think with today's technology, it, it now would be the time to do it if they were ever going to do it, that's for sure. 
I bet he would be even more gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> like bubbles, like, popping and shit oh, off God, of him. Yeah. yeah. I've been waiting since elementary school for, for a live-action Krang, so I, I, I remember seeing the original Turtle movies and, like, just sitting there hoping, hoping, hoping right. that yeah. maybe they were going to work a Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady cameo in there, and it never happened. As long as I can get to see Bebop and Rocksteady, I'll be happy, but Krang would be amazing. I've never thought about that. Maybe I'll keep that from the third, because they talked about the ooze being terrestrial right oh. in the movie so they might go that way mm. you know when they first like in the late 90s announced uh, the next mutation series that ended up being the big laughing stock of the turtle universe <laughs> but when they announced that I thought man I wonder if we're going to see Krang in this but after I saw Shredder's helmet I was like well, <laughs> if they do have Krang it's not going to look good <laughs> you think they'll go after the cartoon version like with that whole oh. putty person that he was uh, holding up in oh uh, gosh yeah forget, yeah that's another good point I don't know <laughs> in the comics he's uh, well I guess it depends on what comic series you read but uh, in the more recent one he's got a great big robotic body with almost with the same build but he looks uh, much more badass that threw me off like seeing the, the toys like that the pink underwear and <laughs> the bibs on him <laughs> the, the visor the visor across oh, his oh yes. my god yeah that's right and and the, like a, the tuning yeah. fork or something coming out of his head didn't he yeah <laughs> that's what I was gonna say, was yeah. gonna say <laughs> what if they had him uh, enlarge in that movie because he wasn't he oh. able to have that ability where he just grew in the I think it was in the pilot episode of the 80s cartoon he grew like the size of the Statue of Liberty and something was like Godzilla <laughs> yeah, around yeah, yeah. yeah. those were the days <laughs> movie's supposed to release June 3rd 2016 ah, wow next summer so they're doing earlier in the summer than August now it's it did really well yeah which it is surprising but yeah. I just hope they've got their shit together now. You know, they've, they've got a good basis to build on. Maybe the second one will be a little bit Keep better. Keep April out of it a little bit more. Yeah. Keep the people out of it. <laughs> just focus more on the foot and, and the turtles more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, anything else on that? No, that's it for the turtles. All right, well then tell us about this Fantastic Four trailer. We're finally going to get a trailer. It will be released. Well, the, the teaser will play during oh, the movie Kingsman, The Secret Service. Ah. It will be a trailer for that. Oh, movie. really? Yeah. What was that? Uh, in again? theaters February 13th when King, Kingsman comes out. So here in a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, I'm anxious to see this. Have you seen the uh, images that they've let out of the new Fantastic Four at all, Dave? No, I haven't seen the images. I've just been kind of reading the articles now and then about... Uh, essentially, at least what I read, that essentially it's a Fantastic Four movie that's nothing like the Fantastic Four, if I read correctly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's Sony for you. Doctor uh, Doom's a blogger. Yeah, I, I read that. I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I, you know, maybe maybe it'll surprise everybody and it'll, it'll rock the world. But I, I everything I read, I was just like, okay. Right. I have nothing to. I have no comment. <laughs> I'll go see it. I'm just going to be holding it up to the other ones that have been out with Jessica Alba and uh, Chris Evans, you know. But Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> that's all I can say for that. <laughs> Hopefully it's better than those ones, I guess. The thing looked badass. I saw an article the other day saying it will make Chronicle fans happy. The hell does that mean? I have mm. no idea, but it's the same guy that did that movie that's doing this, so. Oh. Oh, okay. That or just because of what's-his-name that's playing Johnny Storm was uh, in that movie, too. Michael B. Jordan? Both. Yeah. Aren't the last Fantastic Four comics coming out really soon? Starting next month, I think it is. I wonder how many part series that is. No, no, I was going to look that up today, but I, I never got a chance to. They'll be back. Four parts. <laughs> they will, yeah. <laughs> we'll let the movie come and go, before, and then they'll relaunch it. 
So, yeah. Exactly. Yep. And I'll be there to buy every one of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more thing before we cut over to the rumor mill. Jack, we have to bust Jeff out here on something, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Let the busting begin. Remember that uh, story about the Navy SEAL that beat up all those people because, and he made the coffee while he called the cops? Yeah. That was a fake story. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, <laughs> That's awesome, though. A listener <laughs> let us know. About oh, really? It. Yeah. And I looked it up and even went as far as to Snopes.com to debunk it. No way. Yep. They're like, that Jeff's <laughs> full of shit, man. Yeah. I love that story, too. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Oh, check your off. shit, Jeff. That's what happens when you want to get <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the satire, it's fake news anyway. I know, that's why. Oh. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for recaps. Recap it! And with that, let's move right into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. What is this about Sony's lies, Jack? Marvel, uh, last week I read that Marvel was supposed to be working with Sony to bring Spider-Man into uh, the Avengers 3 Civil, or not Civil War, Infinity War. They need to. Mostly because by then, apparently a lot of the Avengers from the movies now aren't going to be in the movie because they're going to be, right. whatever happens, they're going to be gone. So, But then it was like the next day I read that Sony has confirmed that Spider-Man is not going to be doing it. They're not doing anything with Marvel, so. Sony really has a death grip on, <laughs> on uh, Spider-Man, don't yeah. they? Like a little kid. Like, no, you can't have them. I'll trade you this for this. All right. No, I don't want this. Just think of the publicity that, that, that Sony would get, I mean, just for even in making a deal like that. I mean, you would have the, the, the built-in hype before, any, before they even shot a reel of anything. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it, it'd be like the the biggest, for lack of a better term, I'm sure there'd be Boku cash exchange, but I mean, it'd be like the biggest f- film, like goodwill gesture you could possibly think of, at least in terms of like you know hardcore fans. Right. I, it seems like it's a really good opportunity. I would think so, especially after all the uh, the hacking and the stuff mm-hmm. that was yeah. up on Marvel. On could Sony. be like, we print money, we can just give you a whole bunch <laughs> of this. Right. The thing is with this is. If the Spider-Man movies they were putting out were freaking amazing, you could almost understand. You know, yeah. they'd have a, a money maker they don't want to get rid of. Not to say that the Spider-Man movies haven't been making money, but they're not getting good reviews. You know, everyone's slamming them left and right, and they've been progressively making less money per. So then, a couple of days later, I came across a little video uh, that someone posted. I think it was on Twitter that was supposed to be leaked leaked trailer like title screen footage for the infinity war and it showed like cap shield uh thor's hammer bruce banner's glasses and then it showed like the infinity or avengers infinity war uh the words and like behind it you can kind of see spider webs what yeah Mm. and apparently that was from somebody that worked at marvel that got fired that like somehow was able to get a it was a bad recording. It was like off of a phone, but you know, I wonder. I've always thought that Marvel is probably, if they haven't already, you know, has a Spider-Man movie, two or three of them already written, just waiting in the oh, wings sure. to get the property. That way, they can just put the wheels in motion. And they've probably made promos with Spider-Man in case the deal they went can't through. Do it, yeah. Right. There's got to be something going on with all the rumors going on that right. they're talking, but nobody's letting up on what's really going down. They've got to let go eventually. Don't you think? <laughs> I would think so. 
Anyway, anything else on that? No, I, but I, I think with that rumor, we should just lock that one away a little bit until we... Yeah, we do touch on that one a little, yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> that was like the whole Ghostbusters thing. Sony's uh, <laughs> put that one away. Playing with our emotions there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you have something on Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, is that right? Apparently, they're going to be filming Deadpool in Vancouver, Ryan Reynolds' hometown. Really? Mm-hmm. Is this a rumor you're making up, or is this a real rumor? <laughs> no, no, actually, this is, a, this is actually a story I got from the source, so he's pretty oh, okay. legit. Not like Mike, where he gave me that story for the last one. Oh, now to come on. <laughs> I, I did say that. Come on. You know what? I did say that. Dang it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Not much more is uh, thrown out about the Ryan Reynolds thing. They just mentioned that this is where they're going to start filming it. They haven't even gotten over there, apparently. I had forgotten that uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool and was going to be like a uh, for sure thing. I didn't know if we were I still... So I. That's why this is part of the rumor mill. It's only because... It's weird that they're going to Vancouver to do this. They do a lot of filming in Canada because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Really? So it makes yeah it makes sense that way too. I did not know that. Both Fantastic Four movies <laughs> filmed in Canada. Really? Okay, really? Yeah. Well, are you a Deadpool fan, uh, Dave? I gotta be honest. I know I'm aware of the character, but I uh, this sounds terrible because I know how huge he is. But I've I've probably never read a Deadpool story in my life. I, I feel I terrible admitting either. that. I had read that the original Sin issue and was just like. Eh. It's a little too jokey for me. Yeah. I just yeah. I can't get into Deadpool, really. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a uh, not serious comic, so you can pick up almost anything. Probably not the mm-hmm. original Sin, apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> almost anything else should work. Give me the Deadpool joke of Deathstroke. I'll, I'll probably read him anytime. <laughs> I'll just have to ask you how it was and move on. Deathstroke's cool. He is cool. <laughs> What's his real name again? Something Slade, Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson. There it is. Is it oh. Slade Wilson? Yeah, it's not Wade. Lord. It's Slade. <laughs> That'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumors. All right. You guys want to talk some comics now? Joe. All sure. right. Who would like to go first this week? I'll go first. Go first, Jack. I caught up and finished the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Learning to Crawl series. Oh, yes. And that was really good. Yeah, it was. The ending, I really liked the ending when he finally ended up becoming Spider, the wisecracking Spider-Man. Sure. After he gets ups and downs. Like learning what he has to do. Yeah. Like, you know, finding his moral compass. Because he was just getting, he'd do good and then he'd get beat down and then do good and then get, get beat down again. I was like, man, talk about a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, just seeing it like when you talked about it when you when you did it a while ago, just the, the old style artwork. The thing that bugged me with that book was the old style artwork, but during the story, Clash was like posting YouTube pictures. Yeah. And it wasn't set in the period. It, <laughs> right. it was nowadays just drawn in that old style. Well, that's what the one complaint I think I have with Gotham is because it it's Batman, well, Bruce Wayne when he was a kid. And everything's set in like the kind of the fifties kind of look, but they're running around with cell phones all over the place. I see too. what you're saying. Yeah, and it's it's so updated for what it's supposed to be. I guess I don't know. I wish they really would set it in the uh, in the fifties. That mm-hmm. would be amazing. There was a. I'm sorry, I'm totally like jumping in there, but the, the speaking of Batman, like you're talking about Batman set in the fifties. There was some story that. Um, do you guys remember Marshall Rogers, who who drew um, like the Batman stories in the seventies, like uh, the Laughing Fish and, and stuff like that? He had a really, really def- like defined, really detailed kind of style. 
I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the name, but I know the style you're talking about. He did. Uh, uh, I can't remember who wrote it, but he drew for when DC was doing that for the first version, of like or Secret Origins in the '80s. They did an origin story of Batman. At the time, it was supposed to be like an Earth Two Batman, but it was all set in like the 1920s, 1930s. It was as if Batman actually appeared in 1939. Really? So the whole origin story, like Bruce Wayne's parents, him going to college, his training, it was all it all took place in like you know 1920s you know through the 1930s and it was it was just impeccable so i just had to chime in there like it's a it's a speaking of batman in a period piece like that is it's phenomenal it was like just a one one origin story but it was really good and his artwork just brought it to a whole new level it's awesome because it's it's exactly what you're talking about it's it's actually setting his origin like in the past and and how that would work and it's it's really cool if you ever find it in a back issue bin pick it up did they did they show his old school Batmobile, which was I mean really just like an old with a, like like a sedan? Front front front. Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember. I gosh, I really don't remember. I can't remember if the Batmobile itself was in there or if they really just stuck to to him at that point. You know, him really like, trying just starting anything. off kind of. Yeah, and I mean, and he you know he had like you know the like the old school like the pipe and everything like in the those old you know 40 stories where Bruce Wayne was always smoking the pipe and wearing like a tweed <laughs> blazer and. You know, it was it was great. It was really it was really awesome. When you said that, my mind immediately went to that because it's such a good origin story, and the whole thing, like I said, takes place in like the twenties. It's great. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't remember what issue, but I just know it was one of those original Secret Origins issues back in the day. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> It'll become my white whale. It was also cool in <laughs> how they where they referenced or showed uh, other superheroes. It was in their older suits. Like Iron oh. Man was in the big tanky, the big clunky oh, Iron Man yes. suit. Yes, I forgot about that. Ant Man, uh, he's always been pretty much the same. But who else was there? Thor. I was, everything was real old looking. Uh, wasn't the thing in there too? Like, oh yeah, the whole Fantastic Four part when <laughs> he stacked the when cars. he was leaving. He's like, fine, I don't want to be a part of your group anyway. But yeah, I have was, to go look at that again. That was a good, good read for that. Was it five issues? I think it was five. Yeah, and yeah. the trade's out now. I've seen it at the it? at the store. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, it was a definitely a good breed. Cool. Yep. Spider Man learning to crawl. Jeff or Dave, who wants to go next? I'll, go I'll next. chime in. <laughs> no, go right ahead. I don't have much. I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm probably about a, um, a month behind on, on any kind of regular titles, but um, oh, don't feel bad. I'm probably six. I've been reading. Um, I've been a really big fan of um, DC's out of continuity titles that they've been doing. Um, the stuff that that has no ties to like any of the main main titles so like like batman 66 uh there was there was the adventures of superman but unfortunately that one got canceled um they just launched you know their couple issues into sensation comics with wonder woman and i'm a huge fan of these titles because to me it's like every single one of these books you can pick one of these books up you don't need to read anything else and it's literally just the essence of these characters completely in like one or multiple short stories and it's it's awesome i'm i like could, could rave about these forever i'm just such a huge fan and the fact that there's there is something out there if you know if you don't want to buy 12 issues to get a story arc you know uh, out, of, out of dc you know or you're not a fan of of a character in this format like you can literally pick these up and like boom it's just the purest essence of the character you remember you know 
Superman, 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 Wonder Woman, Batman. It's it's awesome. Um, plus, I'm I'm just a big fan of the old Adam West show. So any oh, <laughs> any chance to see new stories of that is 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 great. So so we have uh, Adam West Batman overlooking us right now. <laughs> awesome. I'm a huge fan. Did you happen to read the? I don't know if it was an annual or what it was. They just put out not too long ago uh, the Batman '66 with Two Face. Yes, I I just read that last week. I that just read was last an amazing week. book. I would have loved to have seen what that looked like as how they would have done that as an episode back in the '60s. I mean, when reading through that treatment, I was just, you know, seeing how it was it was all laid out for the actual show. It really would have been something to see how they somehow pulled that all off. I know, and I'm really surprised they they didn't. Do you remember the uh, the villain False Face? Yes, yes. I, I always, every time he's on an episode, I think, why didn't they just use Two-Face? Or was this mm-hmm. guy just... I don't recall him. Uh, he he was kind of like the chameleon. He could just blend in with uh, anybody. He could take the shape of anyone mm. really quick. <laughs> I mean, and he had he had the worst plastic mask over his actual face. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad to look at. But, <laughs> but it was yeah, great. What a good it, book, though. Yeah, and it's it it was it was just fantastic. I I don't know if they did it. Maybe he was too. I've heard rumors. Maybe he was too gruesome. You know, for for what they were oh, yeah. doing at the time. But I don't know. But it was it was that was a great book. And I love the the Green Hornet one too that they did the Batman sixty six Green Hornet that on uh, the train. Yes, that Kevin Smith yeah. and Ty Templeton did, and I think Ralph Garman was the, also the writer on that. It was uh, that was really good, really, really good. I actually brought that book to one of these yeah. uh, comic tables yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, because you were joking that it looks like like Adam West, like the way he's jumping on the cover. Oh, it looks yes. like he's laying down. Yeah, <laughs> they were standing above him to look like he was jumping. Yeah, that's hard to <laughs> like his his he was jumping toward the camera and his cape was flared out behind him. But yeah, like Jack was saying, it looks like. They drew it like they would have done it on the As a photo back then, yeah. Yeah, they laid him on his back, flared it out, and took the picture. <laughs> like turning the camera sideways to make him walk up the side of a, a building. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant little comic. But very good point. That's what makes it so great is you don't have to jump in and stay following it to know what's going on. You can just jump in and out whenever you want. Exactly. Um, as for, for Marvel, I will say I've I've been a really big fan of Mark Wade's Daredevil. I've, I have not read that I've one. I've got yet. a couple of them. I, I got the number one, and after I got the annual after that, and then number two, and then I just never kept going with it i was i was reading it before they did that whatever the the kind of relaunch that they're doing now where he's he's on like the west coast but um you know i started reading it when when mark wade was started writing it a few years back and he he's just uh, he's great i i really just you know love that series and he's just got such an ear for dialogue it's it's really awesome it, it's great how many issues of that are out now? I feel like that was about what, about a year. It's probably going it, pretty close, yeah. Yeah, it got relaunched a, a, a year ago, maybe. They they got to be on issue like eleven or twelve now. Yeah, it's not more. Yeah. Wow. That's great because I mean he he works in all those old characters you know like that the Daredevil villains that you wouldn't have thought of you know like the the Owl or uh, you know the Stilt Man and you know the Purple Man and all those characters that were like lost to obscurity and he finds these just great creative ways to work them back in so it's it's really cool I highly recommend Daredevil if or giving it a second shot if if you weren't into it the first time around maybe I will we keep talking I've slipped past it a lot I'm like oh I don't 
I remember you were really excited, and I was kind of going to gauge your reaction before I delved in. I just can't add another, oh, yeah. <laughs> another <laughs> series to my poll. I've got too much to read. It was just weird in the new one because he, he wears the earpiece because he's he's got someone talking to him because he doesn't know uh, San Francisco that well. So she's talking and telling him where to go, but his senses are kind of screwed up because he can't hear out of that ear. So he kind of bumbles around a little bit. Really? Yeah, it, was, it was weird. And everybody knows who he is. They know yeah, that's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Different yeah. element, right? there yeah. that was how the yeah that was i think the the before they relaunched it that was how the last storyline led it had built up to this point where the only way he could save the day was by revealing who he was so it, it really kind of tipped things on its ear for when they did relaunch it so he got disbarred from being a yeah he can't practice York, law so anymore, he, yeah he, yep. very cool Anything else, Dave? No, no, I've, I've babbled enough to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. All right, so what I brought to the table is Pretty Deadly. It's an image comic. Now, it's nothing like I expected. I, to be honest, picked it up because I thought the artwork was really crazy. I really loved the way it looked. What is it? Uh, Pretty Deadly. I, oh, that was the name of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. I was going to say, I thought Pretty the book was going to hurt me. Yeah, I thought he was referring to the book as Pretty Deadly. I was like, is it going to give me paper cut or something? <laughs> Emma Rios is who did the art. And I got to say, it's just, it's what made me want to really pick it up. When I picked it up, it was nothing like I expected. I, Going by images, I thought it was like some kind of weird Western. Right, totally that's, that's what it, yeah. kind of the vibe I'm getting yeah. looking at it here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing. I mean, if you were to look at it. It totally looks like the Western, but when you actually get into detail, it's actually about Death's daughter. Death's daughter. It follows a trail of um, of Death's daughter, and it's like she's trying to escape like her father's um, position. And I, I mean, I don't want to go into too, for too much detail on what is actually going on towards that part. The detail that we're getting that I'm going to give out that won't spoil this whole book was actually she's there to protect somebody because. It's a threat to the family. She goes out and is trying to find some kind of cinch on her father just to stay her, basically. And she goes out, finds some of this little cinch that can help her out. And then you, ho- you hear the whole story on how she became the daughter of death. Yeah, shit sounds complicated <laughs> yeah, here. It, it does sound complicated. <laughs> I actually, once I finished the book, I was very satisfied with the read and it felt like I can finish it there, but there's actually a part two coming. Pick it up for the artwork. Pick it up for the very, like, the story itself is just amazing. Did I just see a boob? Yeah, there's some nakedness in there i seen. I mean, it is set in the West. Yep. So there's a little brothel going on there. But, you know. <laughs> Any book with boob is okay in my book. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that was very deadly. Pretty deadly. <laughs> Pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. Pardon <laughs> me. Pretty deadly. Very nice. All right. For mine, I'm going to need a volunteer. Jack. Don't everyone okay, rush I'll up here at once. Okay. Right. <laughs> I remember since I, I know what's going on here. All right. Well, really quick, I am going to be talking about the image comic Rasputin, number one. And I'm going to try to pronounce a lot of these people's names. Maybe you can help me here. Alex uh, Greken uh, as the writer. Riley Rosmo as the artist. Colorist Ivan Placencia. Sure. And Thomas Maurer. And Thomas Maurer. Thank you. We got through that. It was rough. <laughs> we got through it. Okay. What I need you to do, Jack, is read this book. From front to back, while I talk with Jeff and Dave about the book, okay? I'm starting now. All right. All right. Okay, so like I said, I am reading Rasputin, or I read Rasputin. From what I know of the real, real-life Rasputin that lived uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, was, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys might know a little bit more about him than I do, 
because he was a Russian peasant who was believed to have supernatural like healing abilities after he uh, supposedly healed political families like Sun. I don't know if, what, what do they have like a king and queen. It, it was the czars or something like that. Maybe that's, that's what it that's was. What Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm trying to remember. I, I was it the czars. I, I think it was. Sounds familiar. We'll just say it was. It that was. sounds Russian. <laughs> if, if anyone out there listening <laughs> wants to correct us, please feel free. Tweet us. Tell us we're wrong. Anyway, after he in real life, after he healed the, their son, he got in really good with the family, which he began to get very cocky, become a womanizer, and have heavy influence on the family's decision when it came to like during wartime. And there were other uh, people in the cabinet or the courts and stuff that thought. We've got to kill this guy. And so I think they, what was it? They had him over to a dinner or something. They tried poisoning him through his uh, his wine, through his food. Poison didn't kill him. So they chased him out in the yard, shot him in the back a few times. That didn't kill him. Uh, <laughs> I think they eventually shot him in the head, and that's what actually killed him. I think they cut, they cut his head off, I think, and he finally took forever to die, too. I yeah, think. it was they, like what? they could not get him to die. And I think he finally died in 19... 19- 16. And I'm done. And you're done. Yeah. Okay. I'm a slow okay. reader, too. No, no, no. No, no, no. Just Seriously? To, yeah, he is done reading that. This is going to be my one quick complaint with this book, was how quick a read it was. Yeah. It was 350 for the book, and I got through it in, like, 90 seconds. <laughs> I think the first three pages have, no, maybe the first two pages have some text. After that, the rest of the book sure. is pretty much just... I'm sure the rest of the series will have a lot more to read in it, but where this comic book picks up, I mean, they base it around the true story of Rasputin, but there's a lot of things that weren't so true, or there are unconfirmed things in here, I guess. Right. But the, the comic starts on the night he's going to be killed. He knows he's going to be killed by these people. And as he's sitting at dinner there, drinking his wine with the poison in it, he starts well, he's just like remembering back to his growing up with his mom and dad and how his uh, dad would beat his mother mercilessly and he would like heal her back to life. And... I had a hard time absorbing when I was reading, listening to the show too. That's why I want to... <laughs> if I'm reading, I got to go away from like Misty's watching TV. I'm the I same way. I but... cannot... It doesn't absorb at all. Seriously, but I though, even if everything. you were by yourself reading this, you would have got through it that quick. Well, yeah, yeah. If yeah. not quicker without us here distracting you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just it adds the supernatural element to it that uh, everyone was always questioning in real life. But uh, yeah, very little's led up. It just kind of introduces the story. And it looks like each issue is going to show some back wow. history into his life. You know, at, at the same time, keep going through the motions of what happened the night he died. Right. Which I think could be kind of cool, but this has been out for a while. Who knows how many of them are out now? And Jeff, you have now completely read the I comic. I just finished it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could pass it through Skype to you, Dave, and see if you can have it read by the time yeah. you get through this. <laughs> you, you made me go back like while I was sitting here and like look up like the different ways that they killed him. And I was just like, I, I had forgotten all about it. And my God, they really did... They did everything they, they could. They poisoned him, shot him. The, he, that didn't work. They shot him again and beat him, and then they they bound him and tossed him into a freezing river. It's wow. I even heard that, and who knows if this is true or any of it's true, but 
when they even pulled him out of the river, there was evidence on his fingers that he had been clawing at the ice, like he was like yeah. still My alive under all that under the water. Wow. That's like he was yeah. the main villain, like I was telling you earlier today, that he was the main villain in the first Hellboy movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. I always oh, forget yeah. that. Gosh, I forgot about that. Wow. He was trying to summon Satan, the giant squid monster. Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta yeah. say, I was I was a lot less enthused about this comic book until we all sat here and talked about it. Now I kind of want to read more into it. I mean, <laughs> it's a cool story. I just I just wish I could have gotten a little more out of issue one. But what are you gonna do? More twisted history today, right? Exactly. <laughs> Love that twisted history. All right. Go ahead, Jeff. I just want to say I gave a really shitty review about that pretty deadly. <laughs> Why is that? I just felt like I, I wanted to say more to it. I just felt. Like, I didn't do it justice. It's so I apologize to anybody. Please try and pick it up and just grab any issue and just read it. And trust me, you'll get hooked. Pretty That's deadly. all I'm going to end it with. Pretty daily. <laughs> I don't want to read it because I got too much to read already. <laughs> <laughs> You're wasting your breath, Jeff. <laughs> just kidding. And with that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes. Jack. Who do we have this week? Brianna Martinez from California. This happened back, well, in January 2015, a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, It all started with Ryan Pritchard and his sons. They were rappelling outside of Sacramento, California. And Ryan fell 150 feet, got stuck in a tree on the side of a cliff, and was critically injured. His son, Jake, uh, which was 11 years old, called 911 on his dad's cell phone, told the dispatcher his dad had fallen, hit his head, and before he could tell uh, the dispatchers where he was, the phone died. Oh, really? connection. Yeah. All they knew was the phone call came from a cell tower about 30 miles away, and I mean, they had about a 30-mile radius of where he could have been. So Brianna, who had only been on the job for about three weeks, jumped on the internet, searched LinkedIn because he got the, he had the guy's name, uh, Googled Ryan Pritchard, found his LinkedIn page and his Facebook page, ended up seeing on the Facebook page that there's a picture of him and his sons in front of a lake saying, hey, we're going mountain climbing, rock climbing, mm. which was at Lake Berryessa. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> and from that, they were able to get a helicopter. They knew pretty much where they were. Really? And ended up getting in there and These were like, like Facebook updates or something? like. Or? Yeah, they had posted earlier that wow. they were there. So the, wow. they were able to find out what the guy looked like and they were... They found out pretty much about where he was because they they knew the lake where the lake was. You heard it here first, people. Facebook saves lives. Well, <laughs> really, a selfie saved a life. Yeah, <laughs> he ended up having uh, several fractured bones, a head injury, and a broken jaw from the fall. Oh my god, wow. I can't imagine. Wow, lucky he's alive. 150 feet. Oh my god. If there wasn't that drought, he probably would have made it better. So, Brianna Martinez, you have now found a spot in our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So, so thank you for your good deeds, Brianna. All right, let's move into a few stories here, and then we'll cut over to Dave Delachase and talk about holidays a little bit. Uh, CBS has announced that The Late Show with Stephen Colbert is going to debut on September 8th from the Ed Sullivan Theater. Mm. Yeah. yeah, what do you think? You, you guys excited? Yeah. Yes. I am too. It'll be weird not having uh, David Letterman say on that, TV. Yeah. I've never not known, and I've never known anything but David right. Letterman, yeah. It, it, it's like The Simpsons going off the air, you know, I mean, not oh. that they're <laughs> holding their integrity this far, but... 
it's just something that's always been there. You I wonder know? if Paul's going too. If he's gonna stay. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's retiring. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick fact about Paul Schaefer. Maybe people already know this. He was a co-writer of It's Raining Men. I did not know that. Yeah. Song? <laughs> yes, It's Raining Men. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's a little crazy. fact. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> Letterman's last episode will air uh, on May 20th, ending his 32-year run. 32 years. Yeah. Wow. I guess I was around before David Letterman was on. Mm-hmm. You were. You just were too young to give a shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was never up that late, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember some of the early days, but not the early, early days, like uh, like the Andy Kaufman and um, what was the wrestler? Jerry Jerry Lawler. Lawler, yeah. That whole thing that happened on his show. Oh, and yeah. Weird-ass Crispin Glover on there. Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember watching that. Have you ever seen that, Dave? I, I've seen clips. It's <laughs> I'm, out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I saw I saw Crispin Glover. Uh, gosh, was it almost ten years ago? He was he was showing a film that he had made, and uh, I, I went to go see it. And he was doing the introduction and everything to it. And he did a, a reading from one of his books beforehand. It was like a dramatic reading with a, a slideshow and everything to go with it, with changing lights. And it was. Um, it, I, nothing will prepare you for, for that. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I totally believe you. Have you have you all seen uh, Clowny Clown or Clowny Clown Clown? His music video he no. did. No. Oh my god! I'll put the song on the end of this episode for the listeners to hear. And I, uh, all of you, go watch it. It's fucked. <laughs> I mean, it is just out there. You were just going to question this man's sanity to the very end if you didn't already. <laughs> anyway, let's get past Crispin Glover and stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear that song, because I'm, I'm anxious to hear it again myself. It's been so long. I'm scared. Yeah, oh, you should too. be. You really should be. It's <laughs> fucked up, man. Um, anyway, one thing I found interesting about Stephen Colbert uh, taking over The Late Show is that uh, everyone's saying that the character he portrayed on The Colbert Report is not going to be the same Stephen right. Colbert you're seeing on the late yeah, show. Yeah, I heard that too. Like he's left that character with that show, so nope. it'll be it'll be brand new. I mean, I'm sure he'll, he'll still be as sharp witted as he was on the other show, but that uh, that arrogant undertone, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. you know. That, <laughs> when he gets a guest and he stands up and takes the applause for himself before <laughs> yeah. he goes to the table. <laughs> I want to know what's happening with that Captain America shield that was hanging on his set. I want that thing for in here. Man. He's <laughs> probably gonna take that home and put it in there. That was given to him after Cap died. Shit, I'd be buried with that thing if it was yeah. given to me, man. <laughs> Thing was awesome. That's all I had on that. So uh, yeah, check it out on uh, CBS September eighth. Light show with Stephen Colbert. That sounds weird. It, it does. does. <laughs> it does. Live from the Ed Sullivan Theater. It's the Light Show with Stephen Colbert. That sounds okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Maybe if they only get Jeremy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the day. <laughs> Sorry, Candar, I must move on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, moving along. Uh, something on image here. Is this from Jack? Yes. We got starting on January fifteenth, day which has already happened, of course. Um, you can, <laughs> <laughs> as it always happens around here. Yeah, Image Comics. You can sign up for twelve issue subscriptions, and have them delivered right to you, right from Image's website. 
That'd be awesome. Wow. Um, including The Walking Dead, Saga, Witches, Sex Criminals, and Rat Queens, among the others. There's about 35 titles, I guess, that you can subscribe subscribe to. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it really is. And maybe you're, talk, you're talking like mail subscriptions, like get them in the mail, like in yep. the like regular. That's great. Yeah, that is great. It's like waiting for your Nintendo power to come when you were a kid, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Free comic, or was it comic book day, or was it nudie magazine day from Billy Madison? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there'll be discounts, pretty good discounts, up to 30 and 35% off uh, wow. of the subscriptions. But you have to order more than one book, I guess, the way it sure. um, 12 issues run between $35 to $40, but if you order, say, 12 subscriptions, you'll get like 35% off the book. Wow. Uh, that's not so bad at all. You'll have to pay a lump sum, but then you get just free comics all year. And a lot of image books aren't even uh, like the standard three ninety nine that you see from Marvel and DC. Like uh, I think the first few issues of Southern Bastards were it was only like two fifty. Yeah, I think Shutter was like that too. It was like two ninety nine, and then they jumped up about a buck after they went farther in. I'm just glad somebody's bringing back the subscription service because I, as a kid, I remember that was awesome. Just waiting oh, for a yeah. comic to come in the mail. Oh, that's so cool. I that's guess exactly they decided to do it because I guess a lot of image books are hard to find. In some comic book stores, like you, yeah. they have certain selections of image only, so that makes it mm. more available to everybody. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That's why I'm pumped. That's why I was like, Chef <laughs> 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 over day. here frothing at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the website at the store, and you can get all the image comics for like $1,100 somewhere around there, I think. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no but I'll, I'll take them all. I'll pick and choose. <laughs> My my only thing with it, and this is probably stupid, this is probably uh, a dumb moment on my part, but you think they'd put it in a, a hardback, uh, like a sleeve with a board before they put it in an envelope? I mean, I remember like magazines you get when you were a kid, like your Nintendo Power just came stuffed in the mail, yeah. and it had your address label like right on the front cover. Yeah. I was like, damn it, you ruined it, you know? Any books that I've ordered that came from, well, at least comic book stores, they were... They were padded to hell. It was okay. Some of them were actually. It was a cardboard box with all kind of bubble wrap, wrapped right. in a board, wrapped with two pieces of cardboard, wrapped in another board. There we go. Good grief. But yeah, image. Uh, who knows if image will do that well? But I would imagine. I'm sure they will. The, the day and age of comic books we are in now, uh, you know, it's not just thought of as like stupid shit anymore. It's, yeah. it's pop culture. Everyone's into it. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of imagining what kind of, you know, like little. Advertisements they'll give with the comic. What do you mean? Sometimes you know, like if you get a subscription, like back when I was able to get subscriptions, oh, they would give you like an extra issue, like as a gift or as a preview or something. Yeah, they'll have preview issues. They'll give you posters to the movies. They'll. I think I got one time. What was it that I had? I got like a small Spawn toy. Really? Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous, but it was cool to have something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> stuff is so freaking fun. Yeah, so freaking fun. I mean, I've been I've been clawing at my mailbox for the past week, waiting for my signed Yvonne Craig picture hanging on the wall here. <laughs> I finally got it on Friday. I was stoked. So nice. Subscriptions.imagecomics.com. I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah. It beats wow. just sit, standing there staring at the wall at all the comics. Which like, one should what I What do get? I get this week, George? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Move it on. That's awesome. There is a Batman-themed casino in the works, gentlemen. Coming to you? <laughs> no. Quite like other side of the world from here, actually. Dubai. No, I don't oh think it's gosh. Dubai. 
Actually, I don't even know if I wrote down where it's going to be. Damn it, that's probably a <laughs> key uh, feature here. <laughs> they said there was one, but they didn't say where. Time Warner. Oh, by the way, this is coming from Newsarama.com. Uh, Time Warner, parent company of DC, has licensed a casino company to create a new DC superhero-themed area as part of a $3.2 million casino called Studio City. The 30,000-square-foot facility reportedly has uh, several Batman-based machines and stuff around, as well as uh, tons of other superheroes from the DC universe. But their main attraction, and I wish I had a picture of this, is a huge Ferris wheel that's going to be right in the center of the casino. So, but it goes through the building. Like, you can see straight through the building. Huh. Yeah, if you're sitting hmm. on the Ferris wheel, like, you can, uh, you know, look out over the city and stuff. But go up outside. It's all contained. It's like what it's supposed to be. Let me see right here. It's supposed to look like two asteroids have shot through the building and I don't know why they're thinking asteroids going through a hotel building has dick to do with Batman <laughs> but um, I was kind of going with that right. but still it looked kind of cool um, but there's also rumored there will be a reality motion ride titled Batman Dark Flight that would allow uh, allow you to follow Batman uh, through Gotham City in pursuit of all of his uh, famous villains. Dodging meteors. Dodging <laughs> meteors, as we all know, is a common theme in our Batman comics. Not Driving really. the bat rockets through Saturn. Really <laughs> falling rocks, Batman. We should have picked a different casino, Robin. <laughs> um, has anyone ever been to Universal Studios and been on the Spider-Man ride at all? No. No, no. That Spider-Man ride there is fucking incredible and it's just you get in a car and ride along but you put on 3d glasses too all the villains i mean spider-man's kind of swinging along with you there but all the villains are like jumping on the cart right there with you it feels like they're right in your face it was incredible so if this is anything like that i'd, I'd be very stoked to write it it would have to be something really good just to have like just well this is the main attraction then we got a ferris wheel so it would have yeah. to be something <laughs> good and worth doing more than once. But it's a casino, so it's not their main draw. Who well, knows yeah. how much attention they're going to put into it, like if they were going into a theme park where it's got to be perfect. Now, did they show pictures of what it looks like on the casino? All they showed was a uh, like an artist's conception of the casino, and it looked like a, like a big main tower in the middle with uh, a few t- shorter towers joined on each side, and right in the center of the big main tower was, I don't, I don't remember if it was one Ferris wheel or if there was actually two there. But two gaping holes straight through the casino. I wonder if that casino, if at that casino, one of paper equals four of coin. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you're forgetting, Jack, is one of paper equals four of coin is good anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, to the people who are kind of in the dark here, uh, we're... We're uh, Dr. Steve Brule watchers here. Uh, check it out on Adult Swim. And he did an episode on Crosinos, as he called them, and getting his ass whooped by Crosino hunks. But getting sassy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check out uh, Dr. Steve Brule. That, that shit is funny, man. It's an acquired taste, though. Either yeah, you is. like it or you hate yep. it. This whole idea just reminds me of... Um... I don't know if you guys remember, there was an episode of the 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 animated Batman animated series in the '90s where yes. somebody built a casino themed after the Joker, and that you know because he wanted him to blow it up. And the minute you guys said there's a Batman themed casino, that was immediately where my mind went. Like this is so just asking better. for trouble. That's what they should have done in yeah. real life as the yeah. Joker themed casino. That would be casino. so much better <laughs> that way. Yeah, why not? Yeah. What I was thinking of was uh, I could have swore didn't the Penguin have a casino of his own that he was running. 
He had the uh, the Iceberg Lounge. I, oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know if he had a casino. Maybe no, there were slot machines in there, but um, maybe Candare should be the first. We'll do a casino <laughs> start our, uh, our Joker casino. casino. <laughs> Didn't they like in that episode? There was like a great big Joker head that rotated on a stick outside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and inside we could have the Iceberg Lounge in there too, as one of the restaurants in the casino. Oh man, uh, see, uh, yep. well, let's start writing Time Warner here. <laughs> All right, moving along. We've got to see the Batman versus Robin trailer for the DC animated movie yeah. coming out uh, in April. Do you follow any of those, Dave? Uh, here and there, um, a little spot. I don't. I don't. Haven't watched all of them, um, but I have. You know, seen some of them. I have not seen the first one of this one, the Batman and Robin one. Um, Son of oh, Batman. Yeah, I think the last one I watched was the um, the Flashpoint one that they did. Uh, so I'm probably good. really yeah, behind. Um, but I saw that one, but I mean, it, it looks like it's in good hands. I mean, uh, the Mattis is a great writer. So if anybody's going to adapt it, I think he's a good choice. So it looks really good. I, I enjoyed son of Batman. I haven't seen it yet. I have it. I just got to have it. I was going to yeah. say, I'll send it to you. Um, yeah. So this is supposed to be the sequel. The to sequel that, correct? To it. Yep. Uh, partly based, partly based on Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run of the court of owls. Oh man. See, maybe I should read that before that comes out then. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic is going to play the Dollmaker. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. And Kevin Conroy is going to be back, but he's not going to be playing Batman. He's going to be playing Thomas Wayne. I heard that. Why? I'm not sure. We got the voice of Batman. Not just a voice of Batman, but the, the voice. voice of Batman. That's going to throw everything and off. because We're not going to have him do Batman. Yeah, that new guy, I'm still getting used to his voice. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's, yeah, I... And having yeah Kevin Conroy in there, it's going to be like, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's not bad. Why do you think they <laughs> made that decision? You think maybe his age is starting to show in his voice or something? I don't hear it, but uh, that's possible. No, he seems to sound exactly the same when he, yeah. you know, when you see him doing it in videos or clips and things like that, or, or heck, video games even, you know. I just don't understand why mm-hmm. they would do that, but probably just to stay consistent with the first one. Maybe he wasn't available for the first one. Maybe. Well, I don't have one that comes out. Let me look really quick. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said June 20th, 1997, but that's Batman and Robin. We don't want anyone making that mistake. No. <laughs> I don't know if there was an actual date. I just kept seeing uh, spring of 2015. Yeah, just debuting within 2015. Oh, okay. So Throne of Atlantis is coming up first. Would you guys, I mean, this is probably, this is old news, but just, uh, would you guys think of that, the the animated shorts that they did this past year? And, you know, I know he was only in them for a few seconds, but they did that black and white one that Bruce Tim did with, like, Hugo Strange. Oh, yes, we had we did that, talked about that on the show. Yeah, once. we wondered if that was him because it sounded like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, he only had one line in that one, but it was just. I gotta tell you, when I saw it, it just made me crave like just some more Bruce Tim, Kevin Conroy, Batman. So I, exactly. I don't care if it was like you know thirty-one minute episodes of something for the wet, just something. It's it made you miss it so much. Huge tease, very very big tease, but that. That little, uh, I wish I could remember what it was called. The the short you're talking about that was in black and white with Hugo Strange. It kind of goes what we were talking about earlier in this episode was uh, like 19, what was it, 30s, 40s themed Batman. It was yeah. set much farther back in time. Yeah, Strange Days. I had to go look that up. Strange Days. Yes. Yep. I remember now. 
I'd watch an entire I'd watch an entire series if, if they did a in black and white even if if they had those guys doing something like that because that was phenomenal for whatever ninety seconds long or, or three minutes long whatever it was yeah it was, it was very so, short yeah it was great it was so I great. watched it like three times <laughs> <laughs> you know with the popularity and it's received since it's aired and you know it's it's the definitive. It's the origin of the Batman we know today, that animated series. The, Absolutely. All the darkness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Because yep. it seemed like even the comics after that, I mean, like, the cartoon took 70 years or 65 years, whatever it was at the time, and, like, melded into the perfect, like, blend of what was the epitome of all those characters. And then it was, like, after that, like, the comics started picking up on that, too. And, like, it was like the comics came from, or the cartoon came from the comics, but then the comics started seeing what the cartoon was doing so well and started cherry picking from that from what they were doing in the comics too exactly and that's that's how we got harley quinn right yeah i found that release date spring what <laughs> oh, okay hey it's closer than we thought we just knew this year but yeah it's coming straight to dvd spring 2015 all right moving along i think there's only one more thing here today being the 19th we always record on mondays and it seems like we're always on the tail end of uh big news tomorrow being the 20th which will already happen by by the time our listeners are listening to this marvel is kicking off the secret wars uh with a live event and they're supposed to be revealing some huge 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 secret that's going to rock the marvel universe and this is happening tomorrow or tuesday the 20th at midtown comics in new york at 3 p.m., I think it was. Mm. But, yeah, I, I don't have no idea. Any speculations? What, can you guys even begin to fathom what they could announce no. that is going to be what they're calling the announcement to end all announcements? Watch the internet tonight, because it'll probably get leaked. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited. I mean, I... I don't know a whole lot about the Secret Wars, I'll admit. Can anyone enlighten me like a, in a nutshell on the Secret Wars at all? I'm in a mix of that. Can't. No. Mm-mm. I'll have to look into that. I want to say something. Someone got a bunch of villains in like all the Avengers and made them fight for some reason. It was something like that. That's okay. what I remember for the TV show. Yeah, it was something like that. But, but yeah, now... Well, the posters showed like the different versions like Falcon, Captain America, and Captain America fighting... Superior Iron Man and Iron Man fighting. Oh, uh, really? Female Thor and Thor fighting. Who else is there? I can't remember. There's a bunch of other people that is like they're fighting themselves or something like that. It's... I I can't possibly think of what they're gonna say. It couldn't be a make relaunch, me... could it, or a reboot? Is that too far fetched? No, not at all. And I'd say Spider Man will be in the new Avengers. No, it's Maybe it's <laughs> that would be an announcement to end all announcements. Yeah. But um, it's supposed to have, I think, something to do with with the uh, this, this, the Secret War being released. It's going to be a eight issue series. Mm. The only thing that I could think of that would really rock me was to hear that like Professor Xavier was evil or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would rock me to the core, I guess. No, I have no idea what it could possibly be. But yeah, who knows? So yeah, to you people who already know, we'll be talking about it on next week's episode. Yeah. All right, anything else, guys? No. Let's just turn our attention back over here to Dave Delachase. Thanks again for being with us, Dave. No problem. Thanks for letting me talk as, as much as I have. I feel like I monopolized so much of the conversation here. No, this is awesome. So thanks for being with us. Oh, no, thank you. 
So when we were <clears throat> researching, you know, into holidays a little bit, in, well, into you, finding out you've reported for NBC's Today Show and you on the other <laughs> channel, uh, writing for newspapers, uh, daily and weekly, and also doing like celebrity interviews. Can you tell yeah, us about I've, your career, man? I've, I've had a lot, worn a lot of different hats <laughs> in my time. Um, yeah, I, I, gosh, I was a journalist for for uh, TV the longest and before that I was uh, a newspaper and print journalist um, and, and did some stuff online too um, got to meet a lot of uh, great and interesting people I, I, um, a lot of the entertainment stuff was in my newspaper days so I've, I've got a um, some of the the biggest ones for me were probably um, I got the chance to uh, talk with with, uh, like uh, I'm looking at my wall right now, and up above my desk, I've got framed copies of some of them, and it's like like Cindy Lauper and Jim Gaffigan, and, wow. and uh, Gaffigan was hilarious, just like he is in um, in his his stand up. He he was great. <laughs> uh, Michelle Branch, um, singer Michelle Branch. Um, oh, another one who was fantastic. I mean, both in interview and just in person was uh, Bruce Campbell. Um, oh, I I yeah. Bruce he was I and mean, he's it sounds cliche but he was just he's just like every bit as cool in real life as you would expect him to be he was just Jeez. really well, it's cool it's good to hear though because yeah. you know I don't know one thing about meeting your your people you idolize is you know what if they turn out to be an asshole you know you'll never be able to look at the work you've loved of oh, yeah. theirs the same yeah. I got to say that when it comes to uh, Bruce Campbell, I mean, this guy, this was like 10 years ago that that, that happened too. But I got to tell you, if you haven't read his books that he wrote, they're hilarious. I really recommend it. He's got, he has two books that he wrote, um, which one's called If Chins Could Kill, <laughs> Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. And then uh, <laughs> the other one, and most of them are like his pontifications on life, which is, makes it even more hilarious because he just goes all over the place with them. And the other one is called Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. And if anything, purchase it just for the cover because it's him sitting by a fireplace in a chair in a robe with a pipe <laughs> just staring at the camera. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I worked in TV for a while and I, I had, um, had done and, um, I was a, a reporter and a, and a news anchor for a television station in, the, uh, in upstate New York, and then that led, due to the situations at hand at certain times, to do some stuff for the, the Weather Channel and for the Today Show. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy ride, <laughs> but a fun one, a fun one, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I man, I feel even more nervous sitting here now. Like he's critiquing <laughs> everything we're doing. God. <laughs> God, no, no, no. Is there um, any truth behind Ron Burgundy? <laughs> you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. There's certainly the um, there's certainly an old guard that I have seen kind of um, over time, you know, uh, come and go uh, in the news business. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, you know quite a few real life Ron Burgundies in retirement somewhere. <laughs> but not shocking at all. Right where they deserve to be retired. <laughs> <laughs> so how does you how does a uh, you know, news reporter? go to becoming a comic creator i mean have you always done comics or I, mean... I, I i've been a comic fan since i was a little kid i, I first got into them 
probably what I was uh, in elementary school. I was homesick from school one day and, at my grandmother's house, and she always had this stack of old comics from like the the 70s and early 80s that, that had been accumulated over time in the closet. And so when you were sick, any of the kids, you'd be plopped down on the couch with a blanket in this stack of comics. And I mean, oh, there was you know everything from you know the old Brave and the Bolds with the Jim Aparo art to um, uh, a lot of like some Richie Riches and and uh, Uncle Scrooge books. And that's kind of like my, that was my big segue. The Uncle Scrooge McDuck books. That was what got me into comics. And then from there, I slowly evolved into getting into you know from the Disney stuff into you know DC and Marvel and, and into superheroes. And then as I got into you know older into you know more indie you know finding Indian alternative books. And it was just you know it all just snowballed from there. The older I got. Sure. I think everybody's got like some kind of story as to you know that that one that that hooked them. And believe it or not, this sound may sound ridiculous, to some, but I literally still have that that Uncle Scrooge comic. I still have that. It sits here on my desk. It was like the first comic I ever read. Uh, not so, at all. You know, I, no. I still have my very first uh, comics, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, that were on the Archie label. Oh, nice! I remember those. I oh, remember those. Were them. a blast. Those were a blast. What about you guys? You remember your first comics? Probably when the first one. Well, when the first Batman movie came out. My dad bought me a. It was a, a trade that had like stories from like all through Batman history, pretty much. Oh, that's There's even cool. pictures of like really, really early TV shows, like black and white TV shows that was nothing like the Adam West one. It was. Oh, like pretty, the old, uh, like the old silent serial things. Yeah, yeah. Batman had like it was like cone pointy ears. Yeah, yeah. It was really bad, but those things are almost kind of creepy to watch. Yeah, you know? <laughs> almost like you're watching a snuff film or something. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? Um, it's so funny. I remember it because I traded three Power Ranger cards for issue 50 of the Amazing Spider-Man, and I destroyed that comic. Well, <laughs> we don't take care of our first comics. Like I, it's the ones I have down there are like restapled together. The covers are tattered and worn off because you didn't care for them like you do now. But I think I still have it, and I'll probably bring it so you guys can take a picture and put it on the website of how bad it is. <laughs> we should do that. Do you still have your Batman thing? No, I have no idea where that's Balls. at. I've lost it a long time. We'll pull ago. out our first comics and take pictures of them and put them on there. That's a good Very idea. Nice. So tell us about holidays, man. First of all, thanks for letting us read this comic. This was a blast to yeah. read. You, you've never seen anything like this, really. Thank you. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, um, holidays is um, it's the, the concept of holidays is is very simple. It's just that um, everybody that we we looked at is uh, you know through a kid's eyes when we were uh, younger. You know, Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, Cupid. Um, you know. It, the Easter Bunny, any of those those kind of mythical icons, and you know that we don't just limit it to holidays. You know, Mother Nature is included in there. You know, there's, there's a lot of others, Dracula and others. So you know, you look at them one way as a kid, and our our idea was just you know at the end of the day, you know that's their job. You know, Santa's job is to be Santa Claus. So what happens when the job is done? You know, and the concept was just they go home and when they're bored, they go to their local, their this bar holidays where they all hang out and they hang out together and drink and get into trouble. And the stories just kind of come out of that. And boy, do they get into that trouble. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fun and, to read, though. 
Thank you. It was originally, I had originally, before I got into journalism, I had originally been going to school for uh, film and screenwriting. And at the time, I the idea had come about, it was originally going to be like a short film that I was going to do. And it was just too complicated to try and do as a, a college student with no money, you know, a film student with no money. Um, right. And so I kind of put the concept away for a while. And then when, when Andrew and I were talking and, and he was looking for a comic project to do with his art, you know, I was pitching a bunch of ideas. And I had this one just sitting back there from like 10 years prior and said, hey, you know, I was going to do this as a film, never happened. And, and he really liked it. And we just started batting more ideas back and forth and it just kind of took off from there. How did you and Andrew uh, Selensky, right? Yes. Yep. And he's the artist for the book? Yes. He, he draws it. He, I mean, he pencils, he inks, he colors, and he letters it. So oh, he's, wow. he's a workhorse. <laughs> this book was a lot of fun. And I think it kind of carries, uh, you know, going back to uh, the Batman 66 thing you were talking about where, I mean, it does follow a continuing story with all the same characters, but you can pretty much jump in anywhere. Like the issues we've seen so far focus on one a different different character, or a different, yeah, a different yeah. holiday character of some sorts. Yeah, and that's purpose. We did that purposely. You know, we we talked when we were going into it that you know one of the things that's kind of I hate to say annoying because some people really like it, and I, I'm not trying to offend people who really dig that. But you know, Andy and I both missed that kind of era of comics when you could pick up an issue and you did not need to have you know 10 other issues to understand what the heck was going on Absolutely. you know you you could just pick it up read it and have a good time and and you know we think about um comics i mean even from back in the you know i think it was the 90s you know like uh, even like the tick comics you know what i mean that were really you know out there and, and crazy and and but with the tick you, you could pick up a copy you know you could pick up one issue of the tick and read it and you knew exactly you know well you might can't say you knew exactly what was going on because ben edlin gets <laughs> but, but in a good way but, but you you could pick it up and you, you knew the tick was a superhero you got that he had a sidekick named arthur and boom everything else just fell into place and that's kind of Every time we, we sit down and do an issue of holidays, you know, that's always the plan. It's just make it so somebody can just kind of jump in wherever and have a good time. That's kind of why I like to pick up those Bongo Simpsons comics occasionally, just because they're so lighthearted. It's nothing yes. serious. Something so I'm just fun. enjoy it and then leave it. That's my hardest yep. thing about picking up stuff at the comic book store, because I don't want to start in the middle of something. I want right. something to I'll read and know about. Man, mm -hmm. I really want to read this, but I can't start here. Yeah. I buy the big fat <laughs> book in the back of the store. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, that's what I enjoyed about your books, actually. I like well, how they're all individual stories. I mean, I'll take, for example, the second book, Luck of the Irish. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I, I just could not stop laughing. I was like, because I felt bad for the character in the very beginning. And I was like, oh, that sucks, man. And then, then that happened. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing. But, and that guy who took the gold, that's what he got what he deserved. Oh, he definitely got what he deserved. <laughs> hey, I, when we were doing that, we kept thinking of it as like, what if this was like a Looney Tunes cartoon? You know, it's just kind of like that, like those over the top, like even the people, you know, when when he meets, you know, his fate in the end, that guy who steals the gold. I mean, even look at it, there's in the oh, background, yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, guys bringing a piano up the side of a building. I mean, that's just the kind of stuff you saw in like old Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Like yeah. stupid Roger. <laughs> Acme Anvil falling yeah. somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. And I gotta make note in uh, issue four that you had there. I loved it when he was like sober and he went into the bar. Oh. <laughs> I did not expect that one. I was like, wait, what? If I if I have the time, I'll explain how that came about. Um, Go right ahead. Yeah, let me know. This is. I love that part. 
originally the the story had started a little bit later and and you know andrew was was already drawing the story and, and we were having lunch and he said you know he goes i really really want to have something that's like goes back to the first issue of the walking dad and the first you know he goes we're, we're spoofing the walking dad i really and he kept you know and, and um he's 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 really into that so i was i was thinking and thinking okay how can we do this how can we do this and so it, i said well you know what if you know what 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 we can do the cop thing okay but what if you know what if instead of you know seeing zombies he sees everybody sober and then we had to figure out like all right well what does everybody look like sober because how does he draw them and then it kind of snowballed from there like well you know if everybody's practically drunk in this series all the time they're always looking like cartoon characters so so then it just came about well if they're gonna be sober we're gonna have to take a photo so, so. <laughs> that was priceless man that was that was beautiful we got a we got a, a, a great bar called you know nail creek pub and brewery um in in utica new york you know which is where i'm from and and the owner was was awesome about it and he you know he let us in one morning before before opening and and we you know we got some local people together through like you know either people i knew or theater circles and stuff like that and and a local photographer and we just we shot up a bunch of stuff we got we shot other stuff that we haven't used yet I mean, we're saving it for some possible uh future use for other things oh but my. uh but it was uh, a, a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun are there any of those tooth fairy pictures in there by the way <laughs> <laughs> uh, not deny nor confirm so we'll <laughs> got to see more of this tooth fairy got plans i'll leave it at that we've got plans <laughs> <laughs> then you've got my attention <laughs> <laughs> so do you uh, get to go out on the con circuit at all with holidays or we we just started to because i mean it was originally i mean it was originally it was just on you know uh comiXology and and then and then we moved into the kindle um we just started doing some conventions um this past fall i believe and we did two conventions this fall we did um one called scaricon um which is not really a comic convention it's more like a pop culture and, and horror convention but we had just put out issue four which was the the walking drunk the walking dead spoof and so we had thought like you know that's probably a good crown to hit up with this so we we what we did is we got print editions made up of that particular issue and we did like a variant cover just for the the convention and and we set up shop there and, and we did really well so from there we did another convention a month later and and um you know did a couple more issues so we've been doing print editions um at the at the cons in the fall um but just out of that's really been the primary way we've been doing print editions is is just at the the conventions um but what we're hoping is is once issue five is done which it's it probably past halfway the coloring phase right now uh we really plan on doing a a a collected edition like a trade paperback of the first five issues and then really hoping to to start hitting up some more cons uh after that i think we were just kind of we've been holding back a little bit waiting until we had some new stuff to 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 bring out you know before we really go hardcore but uh, there's a couple cons we have our eyes on uh for the uh summertime so i don't want to say anything in in case things fall through just let us know if you need us to uh, promote any of your con uh, dates, and we'll definitely get that out on the website and out to our listeners. 
I appreciate that. I really do. And, and honestly, like, I really like appreciate the fact that you guys enjoy the book. Cause I mean, when you're taking something that's, you know, it's quirky, it's, it's a little, it's, it's kind of off the beaten path. You never know you, what your reception is going to be. I mean, you're going to get, you know, whether you're getting people who are going to dig it or whether or not you're going to get people who just go, what the hell is this? Right. <laughs> Andy and I always laugh because at one of these conventions, you know, we did really well at one of these conventions, but you know, there was, there was toward the very end, there was, this guy and I think his, his his mom had come by and was checking out the booth and you know well, what is this and we said oh it's it's a book about the holiday characters and mythical icons and you know they're off hours they're drinking and and you know he's like oh okay, well what's this but, well you know it's you know the the bar runs out of beer and and everybody you know uh, tries to figure out what to do and they substitute the you know with non alcoholic beer hoping nobody will you know, tell the difference, and it turns everybody into zombies. And the Easter Bunny gave up. And the look on this woman's face as she rolled her eyes <laughs> back to her head. <laughs> it's become like the go-to look between me and Andy now because it's just like the, the pure look of like you could just tell like this woman <laughs> could not believe that we were wasting you know a total mom interest <laughs> to utter these sentences. <laughs> so I you know so you never really know how anybody's going to take it. So I, I really you know it really means a lot that you guys enjoyed it because that's oh, that's absolutely. what you, you want people to to get a kick out of it. So I would and, advise keeping a pull Polaroid camera around your neck for <laughs> when you get those looks, just snap it real quick and a little tie camera. Nice, yeah, nice little trophy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, issue five is going to be out soon. The, it's and it's it's. I know everybody says it when they got new coming out, but it's without a doubt like the. I think I think the best one that we've done yet. I mean, Andy's art is through the roof on this next one. Um, I'm a big fan of. I, it sounds ridiculous because I wrote it, but I'm a big fan of the story of all the ones we've written. That this one is the best. It's um, it's called the Odd Couple, and it's all about. Um, what happens when the Easter Bunny and Cupid try to live together in the same house. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the Easter Bunny, the way we've always described him for our book is he's basically Harvey Bullock as a bunny. He's just a oh, total... Oh, wow, I can see that. And, you know, and Cupid is a very meticulous, finicky guy who has to have everything just right so uh, you know it, it it's not going to go well but it's going to it's not going to go well in the the typical holidays fashion that you would expect after the first issue so so it's it's one we're really really looking forward to very nice that will be that will be good to watch or read i always say that i always say watch <laughs> comics and read tv <laughs> anybody from, you know like you can say watch all you like because maybe one you know somebody from adult swim will be tuning in and you know like and and Shit, yeah, yeah. i always this would be the perfect Adult Swim cartoon. I, I would watch this on Adult Swim over yeah, a lot of the shit too. that's on there. Yeah. Wow. So where can it, uh, our listeners get your comics on, besides our website? Uh, go to, uh, you know, you know, there's always we have all the links up on on uh, you know holidayscomics.com, um, but you know we're on Comicsology, uh, we're on Amazon, and you don't have to have a Kindle to read it, even though it's you know says Amazon Kindle. Um, I mean, you can read it on your mobile phone with the Kindle app. You can read it right on your desktop through Amazon.com. Um, that's the nice thing about Amazon now is that you know if, if you do buy you comics or books digitally on there, you don't have to have the device to actually read it. You can actually read them right on your computer. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you, you stick around long enough, we're hoping, like I said, by summertime to have a, a trade paperback of the first uh, five issues ready to go available on our site. And, you know, we're hoping uh, it'll end up, you know, uh, in previews and um, 
uh, you know, Amazon and Barnes and Noble and some other uh, places as well. That's that's the goal anyway. So hopefully by summer, your local comic shop will be able to get the, the trade paperback. Beautiful, man. I want a trade paperback of it. Yeah, yeah I do too. This is going to be sweet. To keep up on it, I mean, they can find us. We're on, you know, we're on Facebook. Just look for, you know, uh, Holidays Comics on uh, Facebook. We're on Twitter. Same thing, Holidays Comics. And anytime we get an update, we throw it up there. Very nice, man. And we'll uh, also put your link up on our website, and we'll help direct listeners your way, all right? Yep. Very much. I appreciate that. And, and I'll throw this podcast up on ours, so definitely. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, Dave, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. This was a, this was a ball. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, this was a great episode. I had a lot of fun today. Great. And I got to do it from my own home. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to put on pants, you know. I just sit there. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No cameras here. Just fun. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I kid. <laughs> Jack, what else we have on the website? Show recaps, photos, videos, trailers, the Candair Video Game Store, Comic Book Store, and Movie Store. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Candair Pod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. Like us on Facebook, right? Subscribe and iTunes. Leave us comments. We're asking a lot, I think, right? Or maybe not. (laughs) It's a click. It's a click. Give us one click of your life, right? (laughs) All right. Anything else, gentlemen? I think that's it. Well, until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. I'm Dave Delachase. And we'll see you next time. More paper equals four a coin. Casinos have been around for thousands of years. Who started gambling? Who was the first big-time riverboat grambler? Who cares? Probably some hunk who said, want to bet? Uh, what are you waiting for? Let's go gamble. What's the first gambling you do? You go to the best machine? Of course you dingus. <laughs> I found out the easiest one. Me and Danny already figured it out. What's the easiest one? It pays every time. We win every time. You give one of paper against four of coin. <laughs> Just take your paper money. Make sure the mushroom's on top, and you put it in the hole, and just wait. Jackpot! This is and now, as we promised earlier in the episode, we're going to play you the audio for the music video of uh, Crispin Glover's Clowny Clown Clown. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Crispin Glover is, he played George McFly, uh, Marty McFly's dad, in the Back to the Future movies. But I think everyone knows that. But yeah, this video is really demented. <laughs> I can't tell you how weird it is. Jack said he's going to put it on the website, so jump over there, check it out. Uh, but until then, here's the audio for Clowny Clown Clown. Sound. Then I turned around and I saw a clown Had a frown, stood on a mound Started barking like a hound When I came to it, I found He showed me something that was brown So we became great friends And late in life, he got sick some soup, but he got worse. It asked for its purse. It got it, but it was empty, so it cried a plenty. I wondered 
what to do. I didn't know what to think, so I got a drink. And then I showed it something that was round. Then it died, smiled, fell on the ground. Thinking back about those days with the clown, I get teary-eyed. Deep down, I hated that clown, but not as much as Mr. Farr. I'm gonna go smoke a cigar. I was walking on the ground, I didn't make a sound, and then I turned around, I saw a clown. Clown, clowny clown, clown. <laughs> I hate you, clown. With your ugly frown, smiley lips. I think I'll clip you across the nose, clown. <laughs> With the cigar, it'll get you real far. <laughs> like Mr. Far, get it? <laughs> Mr. Far. <laughs> See what a cigar will do? <laughs> clown. Ugly clown. Man, that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. Alright. Hey, kids. Oh my god, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were gonna go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get the scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Candair game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Oh, Instagram during the the twenty minutes before the movie trailers. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot get in. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio versus the World. American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.